Hello, this is episode eight of For Your Records. I'm here with my mommy. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> this is a um a long awaited episode, mom. People people wanted you on this show. I'm here, everybody. I'm here. <laughs> I don't know why y'all wanted my mom so bad. No, I'm just playing. My mom is the reason why I love music. Literally, we 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 grew up on that. Well, who is we? It's me. But well, I, grew I grew up, up on, on that. But you different time different space but I, I i grew up on it because of you like I, my love of music comes from you i just instruments all of that i just i just love it and at the end of songs you'd be like who's slapping on that flute that's right <laughs> so i wanted to bring my mom on this show because i just wanted to have like a broad range of music and and just how things just get repeated all the time but not only that, but my mom doesn't just listen to these old songs. She she be hit, and it it, it kind of be messing me up sometimes. Like, why do you listen to this? <laughs> well, it all started because you listened to it. You hear it in the house, so you might as well get learn what they're saying and learn the culture, the new culture. The new culture. So, I wanted to say some facts real quick about you because this is funny to me. Well, it's not funny. It's just who you are, but. It's just funny how what measures you go to get your music. <laughs> I think it's funny. So I wanted to talk about how you get your music and how you find out about new music. You go to the library and you go to the new releases section and you get CDs and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I think I would like this. <laughs> and then you take them home and you put them in your, in your uh, CD player on your laptop. And you go, oh yeah, I'm going to keep this song, keep this song, keep this song, keep this song. I don't really like that. And then you save them. And you still burn CDs. I still burn CDs because I like what I like when I like it. I don't want to wait for a playlist and find it. So every time I put a CD together, it's a song that can't miss in my book. Like whatever comes on, it's going to be the right time. The theme of the CD will be about whatever mood you're in, whether it's gospel, R&B, blues, jazz, this new rap, you know, your Drake's and your Kendrick's, whatever the mood is, I'm ready. So you just stay ready all, at I all times. I don't got to get ready. So whatever my, whatever <laughs> my clientele is, whatever my company is, I know. I don't have to, you know, get this playlist. So well, let me remember what's on this playlist. Although I do have playlists. When I'm rolling in my car, I like to listen to CDs. And, and you, and you go to the library. And I go to the library. I don't do that anymore, though, unfortunately. Because COVID. <laughs> well, COVID is, is one reason. But another reason is that my laptop died with my music on. Oh! <laughs> That's so, terrible. <laughs> I can't put new music on it. But fortunately, enough of my music that was on the laptop it's on CD. <laughs> so you just was so able to recycle so the CDs. I, I just can't add to the collection though. Mm. Until I come up with a, a new plan. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and you also took me to my first concert. And what concert was that? <laughs> it was um it was Kim. He was headlining. He headlined. And then hey, it was it was music so child. And who else? Let us see. Let us see. And let us see got no respect because no one was really 
Girl, you know, black folks just getting in late. No one was on time. So she started and people were still sitting down. And I was really trying to hear. And it was like, people, do you realize this girl got a voice? Yeah, she does have a nice voice. And it's funny because whoever headlines, it's like eventually they start popping later. And let us see it's getting really kind of big now. So I always think that's funny. But they gave her respect because she came out the same with him later. Mm-hmm. And it was like, who is that? I'm thinking, the lady you guys were disrespecting. <laughs> But it was a good concert. It was a good concert. And Music Soul Child really generally likes to sing. That's always nice to see. People who generally like to sing in concert. That's hard to catch in our days and age. People act fake shy. But he liked to sing. And I really liked that. But you dragged me to this concert. It wasn't dragging. I was like 14. But you had the best time in your life. I had a fun time. It was fun. It made me appreciate music different, too. When you go to a concert, it makes you appreciate music different, for sure, because you get to see everything live. Um, And another thing I wanted to put about you and your um, music facts is you don't you don't really discriminate with music. No, <laughs> you know, some people... There's a message in the, mes- in the music. There's some older people that be like, I don't want to listen to that old, that that new stuff y'all be talking about, and you have no problem listening to it. <laughs> I give everyone a chance. So, <laughs> if, there's, if there's good beats, good melodies, um, a nice, strong voice, then by all means, I'm going to listen. And I may even listen to more than just what they call the release single album, you know, do other, back in my day, they were called album cuts. Album cuts. So, you know, I go, I go deep. I want to hear what else. I want to hear about how you got started. Yeah. I want to be able to relate to the artist. Yeah. So you like watching interviews and stuff too with people? Uh, Depending on who the interviewer is. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on who the interviewer is. You got some bad interviewers out here. That's kind of bad. Um, you also got me hip to Unsung, too, which I think is an interesting show. Because people just go ghost, and you like, where did they go? Yeah. But you um, you got me hip to that show, and now I'm, I'm eager to watch it every time it comes on. <laughs> Good. I'm glad I'm <laughs> a good musical influence. A good music influence, for sure, which I think everybody needs. You need a good music influence. You got to know what you like, what you don't like, and where it all came from. Like, sometimes I find myself listening to West Coast artists, and I'm like, why do I like West Coast artists so much? And that's because you grew up listening to Warren G. You had me listening to Regulators. And I'm just like, why do I like this West Coast type music? Like, <laughs> but it's, it, you're the reason, Mom. You're the reason. So, I wanted to talk about how when I was younger, um, Songs that I had no business listening to. Give <laughs> me an example of that. <laughs> and you'll be like, Kiana, <laughs> why are you listening to that? But the it, lyrical content, or why was I saying that? The lyrical content, but back then, you know, I didn't really listen to songs. I just liked the the, the little, like the chorus or something, or something along those lines. Do you know what you were listening to? Yes. However. The song that makes me come to mind first is that that Khalees Milkshake song. Okay. <laughs> and I remember, remember I used to watch MTV Jams from sunup to sundown. Okay. And I remember you came in the living room one time, and that video was on, and you was in the kitchen doing something, and you was like, Kiana, what that song about? And I was like, I don't know. Her milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. And she was like, and why do the boys come? And I was like, I don't know. 
And you just looked at me like, so why you listening to songs and you don't know what they mean? And I never really knew that until I got older. So now do you like the song? I like a lot of songs I had no business listening to when I was a kid. But that in particular just made me think like, wow. Then there's that part. (laughs) Okay. So, who are the divas you remember listening to when I was growing up? Because every time I think of who I was listening to when I was growing up in the house, I always think of Mary J. Blige. But you played way more than Mary J. Blige. Oh, yeah, I did. I played <laughs> Vesta, Phyllis Hyman, Angela Bofield, Gladys Knight, so a little Aretha Whitney. I mean, all those powerhouse voices. I love Patti LaBelle. I love Patti LaBelle, too, now, because of you. If Patti LaBelle was to pass away, I wouldn't be sad. They were, they were just strong women, like, their, their, their message. Well, like, you know, we all know Mary's uh, story and her, the root of all her songs. But mm-hmm. those women are just the same. You got, you got Vesta talking about congratulations to a person who getting married to another woman. I mean, what kind of, what kind of song is that? <laughs> really? So, you know, Angela Bill, I both feel I tried, which has been remade numerous times. The song I tried? I tried to do the best I can for you. Oh, yeah. I remember that song. So, I mean, male men have sung it, like Will Downing. You know, he's my number one male crooner. Mm-hmm. So, those songs just keep, they're like, like I heard the other day, they're copyrights. <laughs> they can't be duplicated. I mean, they get duplicated over and over again. But, and they last for eternity. They just not here today, gone tomorrow type song. They, the meaning, I don't know, care when you play it, it's going to touch and it's, it's going to resonate with someone. And those are the types of women I like singing. Um, on the other hand, there's some women who come up in your generation that not necessarily do songs that's going to last for a long time. Like, like who? I think Jasmine Sullivan had a wonderful voice, but I haven't heard her do anything. As of she's, I think she's a ghostwriter now. Like she just she wasn't right, comfortable her, with her, the her singing was impeccable. her singing her singing was impeccable. That that album that she made was amazing. And who was the other girl who did the mascara song? Mascara. Like I know, go. I don't leave home without my makeup on. Remember that? Oh, um, who is that? I don't leave. I don't leave home without my makeup. I don't want to say Melanie Fiona, but it's somebody like her. Melanie, Fie- where did she go to? Uh, it's, just like a lot. it's just like a lot. Like, it's like they if they don't live up to a certain standard, and I'm just gonna say for the sake of this conversation, like a standard like Beyonce, they don't feel like they can be on her level or get mm. that high. Then they kind of fade away to the wayside. Anybody who's coming after her, that's how I feel. I feel like um, image has a lot to do with that too, because Jasmine Sullivan, she just said she just wasn't comfortable. You know, she gained all that weight. People started, you know, making her feel uncomfortable with her size. You know, like oh, she can sing good for a big girl, and she just didn't like that. So I really think she's just a ghostwriter now, which is fine. She, she, you know, she wrote all her songs, which is something most R&B artists can't really do nowadays either. But <clears throat> I feel like she was a, a good. Um, Definitely a good powerhouse singer that we lost. And it's sad that way. 
But you do like um her. I do like her and I like LMA. I'm not a really big LMA fan, how I thought I was going to be. But I definitely like her. I always remember LMA from when she came on the Carmel with one of your college graduation. Oh, we were singing close. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm going to be etched in my mind forever. We were singing the top of our mind, going around Dead Man's Curve. <laughs> right, getting ready to go, for me to graduate. Yeah, I do remember LMA. That was fun. So I will always remember that song in that moment. Yeah. That's how I feel about um, Erica Badu. Oh, yeah. Like, every time, I, every, every time I, everybody brings up Erica Badu, I always think about you and my mom. Like, we used to sing that all the time in the car. Okay. And I don't think I had no business singing that either. Well, <laughs> it, it's something that, you know, you will mature into, just like Jill Scott's songs. Mm-hmm. They, um, they so they so powerful. They resonate with women. Like, it's like a culture in their songs. It's a, it's a story in both of their lyrics all the time. For sure. For sure. I remember uh, when Jill first came out, Talking about she was gonna fight that girl. She was gonna put oil on Vaseline on her elbows, and I felt I feel that now more than an adult than I did as a kid. Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes people just be having you messed up. You gotta pull it in. You gotta pull it in. <laughs> and that Erica Badu song when he's like, "I was there for your graduation, your education." What was that song? He he was the dope dealer pretty much in the song. Oh, other side of the game. Yeah. Yeah. That song. I mean, yeah, if that ain't the good song, girl. man, that was that's what I she said. She said on that versus battle too, that she um, that was the uh, that was the 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 baby mama side of right. <laughs> of, of the drug dealing because they got to endorse some stuff too. Right. Like, this is this is what I'm going through. Right, while you doing that, stuff, right? So I'm at home with this. right, they always give a nice perspective. I like that, especially Erica. She gives nice perspective. Other side of the game. Other side of the game. Perfect title for a perfect song. Mhm. And uh, you and you. It's funny because you like the live version of that album better. But I like live music. You I like live like, music. I like, I like live music. I like it. Like the Gap Band, Yearning for Your Love. I love that live version. <laughs> like I know all the hit. <laughs> you do. You're the, a weirdo. Come on, audience. Hey, this is. It, it was live from ATL. That that thing just banged to me. <laughs> it's another live album that she used to play too, but I don't remember. The Gap Band, Baduism. It was another live album that you played. I can't remember. But you definitely love live music, which is funny because now that J. Cole album came out with the live version of 2014 Forest Hills Drive, I listened to that live version of that album because I like it better. And I was there for the concert, so it was like, it's like reliving it. So you listening to it? No, because it wasn't in Cincinnati, the one that they put on the thing. But it was, I think it was his hometown that they recorded on the album. But it's just like, I feel like I can relive it there myself. (laughs) Nice. But from my childhood, I remember you playing a lot of Anita Baker because it used to make me sleepy. Yeah, but now... When you hear Anita Baker, don't make you sleepy. Cause see, I no, I don't make me sleepy. I think you understanding the lyrics a little bit more now. She's yeah. another one, one of my favorite, you know, all-time divas. Yeah, I remember you playing a lot of Anita Baker. I remember you playing a lot of, um, what? ooh, Scarface. Oh, now we gonna go to the rap. <laughs> I remember you playing Scarface. It was so gangster. The music was boom. <laughs> I'm not going to get into the lyrics here, but... Mm, 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 mm. 
I'm like, is he talking about killing a man? Yes. <laughs> is he? Like watching man die. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, this is wrong, but I like it. It's the rhythm of it, you know, and it, it, it's the reality of it. What was in the streets, what people saw, and how we lived. You know, we still killing each other and, and doing what we doing to folks. So, what do you think is different about rap now from when you grew up listening to rap? Because it's a big shift now. Uh, you have to give me an example of a rap artist. I can't think of any rap right now today. Um. Well, I mean, rappers that you listen to. I mean, rappers that we that it, that it was like, it, it, I, for lack of a better word, it was like gangster. This is more all about uh, materialistic. Mm-hmm. It's. It, I think that's the biggest thing that I can just think of off the top of my head. It's all about the cars and the diamonds and the women and how many and how much and all that stuff they got, the power and the money. Mm-hmm. That it was more like gangster. Like, you man, you don't know me. This is what I do. I've been through. You know, it was more of a story, a rap story. Yeah, that makes sense. That's probably why you listen to Kendrick Lamar because he more he's more content, more relatable. Not really. I, I, Kendrick Lamar is more like a, he's political. He got a um, he makes you think. Mm-hmm. You don't have to think to listen to somebody talk about what they got. Yeah, because they just showing off. Yeah, I don't have to think about that. That just put me in mood of why you listening to this? Or let's change the station. Or yeah, whatever. for sure. All right, Mom, we're going to get into a couple questions here before we get into our little um, spotlight for the week. What <clears throat> is your favorite song right now? Oh, my favorite song right now is probably... I don't think I have a favorite song. I have a favorite artist right now, and she's probably someone you really don't know. Who? Well, she's Mesa. Mesa, M A Y S A. I think I think I've heard she you play her before. She comes from a jazz group called Incognito, hmm. and she kind of made branched off on her own thing right now. And she is, she just has an, an amazing voice, and she's rising up on my diva chart. So I've been listening to a lot of her stuff. She's been around for a while. She's not new. But she does a lot of remakes of old songs that you like, uh, or may remember, like um, Teddy Pendergrass, hmm. "Come On Over to My Place." Okay, yeah. And she got a she got a nice little female touch on it. So I've been listening to a lot of her stuff because it's calming and soothing, and it's grown folks stuff. Grown folks, that grown folk feel. Yeah, kind of like that. Hmm. What if? <laughs> What would what three artists are you taking with you if you were on an island by yourself? Mesa, <laughs> Will Downing. I knew he was gonna say Will Downing. And I probably need something to to keep me bouncing. So maybe something like a maybe a little Chris Brownish. I knew he was gonna say Chris Brown. Chris Brownish. <laughs> What can we talk about your obsession for Chris Brown real quick? What is what? Oh my God. Okay, why well, do you like him so much? Okay, so remember, I am a huge. It will always be a huge Michael Jackson fan. Right. And the day he did that tribute dance and couldn't get through it to Michael Jackson, when he came on, I think it was something BET. The BET Awards, I think. And ever since that day, where he like, it was after all the Rihanna stuff, and he was you know trying to come back and. Get love from the black community again, and he came out, and 
not that I cried, because you know, very rarely that I cried, but <laughs> I got, like, I could feel his pain. Like, he couldn't get through it. And, and ever since then, I've been following him, and he's a tremendous dancer, and a, I love his Chris his, Brown is his one of those people that's too talented for his own good. It's like everything he touch, he's good at. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's an artist. Like, he does graffiti and all of that. He's a clothing designer. Mm-hmm. He dances. He sings. He raps. He plays basketball. Like, it's just like, what can he do? Mm-hmm. You know, what can he do? He's an awesome father. He's, it's, it's, it's great just watching him grow up. You know? It's, it's cool. Because I, I grew up with Chris Brown. But, I mean, I'm not too fond of these long, little albums he keep putting out. <laughs> I feel like he need to make a double disc or something. But I like Chris Brown overall. I feel like he is our new found. We're the, close, the closest we will get to our generation of our new Michael Jackson, our new, like, Prince era. Because Prince was very talented as well. <laughs> Wait a minute, Ma. Because when, hold on, you really don't like Prince. And after Prince died, I found out so much about him. And I was like, why did I not know this? And that's because you never played him. Uh, let me just say this for the record. <laughs> for your records. For your records. I'm going to say this. <laughs> and that, it's all about, you know, like I said, if you got something to say in your song and your message, great. But when I look at him perform, all I see is weirdness. And I just couldn't take him seriously. Like, whenever he came on, you know, just somebody coming on, then he got, Ooh. I'm like, okay, that's too much like a woman. I just want a man to be a man and sing and croon. I get his talents, I get his, you know, he all his instruments and all that. He just didn't do it for me. I like to, when I see a man perform, I want to see a man. I don't want to see the makeup. I don't want to see the heels. I don't want to see that. It just takes, it just, like I'm not concentrating on your music. I'm looking at you like, this is weird. <laughs> okay, so you saw Michael Jackson in concert before, haven't you? Yes. How many times? Twice. <laughs> and how many, what city but was I've that? Seen, but I've seen him, I've seen him like perform all the time. Even in, like right now, I can tell you about the 25th anniversary special. I know all those moves. Yeah. I know, I know all that. And, you know, people may say, you know, well, he was weird and he did this to his face and he did that. I was a fan at maybe tomorrow when Michael Jackson was 10 years old. I didn't know <laughs> Prince as a little boy. I knew Michael as a little boy with his brothers. And my favorite song by Michael Jackson is Maybe Tomorrow. For those of you who have never heard of it, go listen. That's it. It's it's, it's definitely a, my my favorite one of my favorite Jackson Five songs for sure. And then he grew up and did all this, but I was already connected to the music, connected to the to the artist. I was never connected to Prince when I was introduced to Prince. It's like, what is this dude? <laughs> what is he doing? Yeah, what is this dude? <laughs> what is he doing? So I never really connected. He got. I mean, he got hits, but he's he's definitely not going on the island with me. He's never, he's not my go-to. You know, if, if I'm in a car in the radio and it comes on the radio, I'm probably going to change the song. I mean, you know. Wow. You really changed the song? You, you don't know? You've been I've there. been in the car, but, like, you change every time? Even the, even the little greats? Even the little great song? Like, I couldn't even tell you. Besides a red Corvette, nothing else comes to mind anything that he made. I mean, <laughs> well, okay, international. I was about to say no, and you know that one song. Maybe I'm just like my father. You don't know how he sang for real. No, but I'm saying that's what the movement you just made. That's not what I want to see in a male artist on stage. 
guess. I don't know, because I always said, well, I don't like Prince. And then after he died, I was like, well, I never really listened to him. Let me find out. So I really started listening to him. I'm like, this man kind of talented. Like, I can't even be mad. When I was introduced to him, I wasn't like hooked. Hmm. And the more that I saw him, I realized, okay, he ain't for me. Everybody don't like everybody. Everybody don't like everything. That's just me. That's valid. That's valid to say. What what rapper from our generation do you think will be remembered in five years, or even just remembered? Just longevity. What rapper do you think we have that will be like, wow, okay, okay, they got that. They got that in their generation. I don't know if it's so much about his rap, but his image and his look. Mm-hmm. Lil Wayne. Really? Still? Mm-hmm. Still? I feel like we that's somebody I grew up to, like. I watched Lil Wayne grow up. I remember seeing him with the baby dreads on with, with Birdman and, and uh Juvie back in the day. And his little verse on uh uh at the end, drop it like it's hot. And that, that, that drop it like it's hot. And then like the we we really Yeah, all the collabs he grew up with. Like he the collab on Soldier is so iconic. Right, that's what I'm like saying. all Lollipop. I remember when Lollipop came out. It was just a, a Millie, everything. Like, he was really iconic for our time. I feel like he's at a stage in his place, though, where he's kind of passing the torch to other people below him now. Like, all right, who, who can I say, okay, I, I like you? Because I feel like he's kind of past that, you know? Yeah. But he, he, he brought us Drake and Nikki. He knew what he was doing with them. Yes, so. indeed. So. so, I mean, when you talk about a rapper, I mean, that's all he do. You're never going to hear him sing. Right, that's valid. Maybe in a birthday party or something. That's valid. He was on. He was on the Masked Singer. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. He was on the Masked. He was the first to get eliminated, but he was on there. He he performed Jimi Hendrix. Okay, so that that proves my point. (laughs) Called the Masked Singer, not the Masked Rapper. He was singing Jimi Hendrix. So there it is. He was the first to go. Okay. Okay, um, that wraps up my questions for this week. For your records, Section 8.0, Kendrick Lamar turns nine years old. I don't know if you remember me playing Kendrick Lamar when I was um, back um, living with you as a teenager. Yeah, I do. But. Um, don't feel my vibe. Don't feel my vibe. I used to really play Kendrick Lamar a lot. I really liked him. And not only that. But Section 8.0 was how I got hip to Kendrick Lamar. And it was recently just his birthday, too. So happy belated birthday to him. But when I think of Section 8.0, the first song that automatically come to my life, I mean, automatically come to my head, is that high power when he was talking about just, like, police brutality and just everything going on. And it's like for him to be doing that in 2011 and he's still doing it in his art and we're still experiencing it and he could still make that art and still make it seem what it is i just appreciate him for even bringing that to us and people call him a boring rapper and things like that but i feel like he's not boring at all i feel like he captures exactly what he needs to do and his storytelling is impeccable i don't know where he got that from but his storytelling is crazy and i just i don't know i feel like overall i feel like we just need to appreciate him more 
because. But you know that what reminds me of is that when you say he's his storyteller, it's like he that song he said poetic justice. Poetic oh yeah, justice. he so was so, he was talking on the girl the whole time. Yeah, but so to me, it's like he's always been a writer. Of, yeah, of poetry of of stories of um experiences, just like the guy who won that show with Ti and. Chance the rapper and McCarty. Oh, D Smoke. Yeah. D Smoke. D Smoke reminds me of. Which is funny you say that. I just found out that, because, you know, Kendrick Lamar has his own label, TD. The guy's brother, um, D Smoke's brother, is named Sir, and he's signed to Kendrick Lamar. So he has a brother just as talented. He comes from a musical background. Wow. Yeah. Nice. And, and and every time I see D Smoke, he actually reminds me of Kendrick too. Just the way he talked, but his storytelling. They both from mm-hmm. California. All of that is really nice. So I like D Smoke. He's he's growing on me for sure. I like his little album that he put out earlier last year, I think. But I like it. I like him as an artist. I like him as he keeps growing. It was somebody else you said you liked on that show too. What's his name? Flawless or something? Yeah, the one song with Janae. Yeah, this, he did that song with Janae Aiko, yeah. I think it's because I love that song. Oh, uh, there's no place quite like it. Yes. There's no so better soft. time than now. And she's like, her vibe is just like LMA and her. Like, they all come from that same But you know what, though? I want more from Janae Aiko. Like, I just want more from her. I feel like every song is starting to sound the same at this point. I want more. I like, you know, I like her because she's able to, like, she meditates a lot. And she, she's able to bring that to her music, and I like that. Well, what does more look but like? like what more look like? I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm over this whispering. Like, she can sing. I just I stop whispering. But I think that's just how she comes off automatically, and she's soft. So she wants to remain that way. But it's like, girl, you can really sing. Like, I don't want to keep hearing you whisper. I'm kind of off that. Okay. But at the same time... <laughs> But at the same time, we have whisper. We had uh, Janet was y'all whisper artist, and she kind of made a way. <laughs> she was. A- <laughs> there you go. She was definitely whispering. She was a whisperer. Um, I forgot what I was about to say before I moved on to the spotlight. Oh, we was talking about storyteller rappers. Um, my guy Wale. You also I like Wale. Wale. I love Wale. Matter of fact, you know, um, when you tell me, Wale has it, I'm on it. I'm going to find a sing- CD. I'm going to go find a single. <laughs> and I'm never disappointed. Like, it's always, it's always good. His raps are like, like symbolism. It's like, he's, he's talking and you got to catch it. I like, I like Wale so much just because he's for us black women. He loves us. And that's hard to find in rappers that will just. We don't need a, we don't get no sleep. Oh yeah, and he he sampled uh, Janet Jackson. He, what? <laughs> he sampled Janet Jackson on that yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I feel like with Wale though, he doesn't get the recognition he deserves only I because I recognize Wale only because I feel like in the public he whines a lot, like. Oh, y'all don't recognize my music, stuff like that. But when you're an artist and you want to put out genuine music, you know, I just feel like people should just be able to find it. You know, don't complain. Just, you know, let them come find it. You don't, yeah. it's if not for everybody. Fans don't follow you regardless of 
you know, what's going on? Going on, they gonna find. No you matter what song it is, they're gonna we're gonna mess with you the long way. I'm gonna find you while I keep doing what you do while I. Everyone else will catch up. Don't worry about it. For sure. And he's he's you know you know how I feel about Wale. He's, he's very talented. I've seen Wale in concert so many times. I know. Day he was like, I'm gonna get a Wale shirt. It's gonna say this. I'm gonna put my name on the back. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like she is a fan. That's what fans do. <laughs> they support. They advertise. I went to a Wale. Con- I've been to one, two, three, four. I've seen Wale in concert five what, what different did say? times. It was black and had green letters on it. Said no days off or something. Oh yeah, I had that shirt that you got. Yeah, that shirt that uh, I begged you to buy me. We was at Hot Topic, and it said it was blue. I think it was Wale with the little shoestrings with his things back in the day, mm-hmm. and on the on the back it said No Days Off with the little zero zero. Mm-hmm. My favorite shirt. I still have that shirt. Yeah. I work out in it now, but <laughs> I love it. I I love it. I was so I remember I begged you in the store for it. Like, can I please get this shirt? Unbelievable. <laughs> It means that much people. Yeah, love <laughs> All right. I wanted to talk today. We wanted to shine the spotlight on that is played out. There are so many songs that my mother just will come across and she will play it out. Every time I get in the car, she will be playing that same song. Like, Mom. You still listening to this song? And not only that, but I feel like it went through its whole radio phase, all of that. And as soon as it starts fizzling out, you be like, I like that song. And you be like, it's been on the radio for about four months. Well, you know what? First of all, <laughs> I don't listen to the radio as often as other people do. Remember, I don't either. I burn my own CDs. <laughs> and so when I do get a glimpse of something maybe, you know, that's mainstream or definitely WZAK-ish and they play it to death then I don't get I don't I don't get that part I don't I'm never the, the recipient of something getting played on the radio over and over again so when it finally reaches my uh, radar I think oh who is this and then by then it, yeah it may be over but it's okay it doesn't matter when you like it or when you see it you know it's like movies I don't do movies but when, when I finally can get through a movie, maybe six years, it take me to watch a whole entire movie. Yeah, you're not a movie person. Then <laughs> you're gonna go to sleep. I'd be like, okay, that movie was good. You like, you just not seeing that? <laughs> yeah, it took me, you know, I saw it in twenty minute increments. You know, I'm not the TV watcher or the movie watcher. I'm a, I'm a sports and music, music lover. lover. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Sports and music. That's it. So. I have a list of songs here that I know for a fact that you played out. Okay, for your records, let's get it. The very first song that you played out, and I was so sick of you, <laughs> is is your boy Chris Brown. Which one? That new flame. Oh my God! I love and not it. only that, but you didn't know the lyrics. <laughs> it was always in my head the way it should go. You, you used to be in the car like dun 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 dun. I'd be like, okay, so what he saying? And you never knew what he was saying. You missed every lyrics up. All about the beat, but now I know. I love Usher come in. I like Rick Ross come in. You know, I love that song. Rick Ross needs the balls. That's my other. Yeah, you do love Rick Ross. You love Rick Ross. You do. But Ed Usher, I like Usher. I used to say that was my son. I still like him. 
and I mean that song just go hard. And, and then it was when I started watching the video, Oh, we gotta put that on. Yeah, I'll never remember when me and my friends drove to Cincinnati to go see Chris Brown and Trey Songz. You was like, you going to see Chris Brown? You was more excited than me. I was like, oh my god, that's a trip of a lifetime. But to see Usher and Chris Brown dancing in that video that was a good video. Was priceless at the end. I know y'all can't see me, but I'm doing it. You put a new lyric to that song every time you listen. I'd be like, that is not what he says. It's my remix. It's my remix. I be like, that is not what he said. And then when I finally told you the lyrics, you I was like, when I finally told you the lyrics, like, mom, he's saying, let's spark a new flame. You were like, really? That doesn't sound right. And I was like, that's what he said, though. (laughs) All right, so we on the Rick Ross. That's funny you bring up Rick Ross. It's a Rick Ross song that you played out. Which one? A song called Andre 3000, when 16 ain't enough. <laughs> you used to start it over and be like, ooh, hey. <laughs> so she liked the song for the ad libs. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's something about it. You got to get into all of it. You got to really, really like if you don't get it, if it don't move you in the beginning, when is it gonna move you? I'm here for the beginning. Come on, hit me. And that's how it started. <laughs> it's just, it was just. Oh, you. Heard, I haven't heard that song in a while, though. I know. I you me. You no. <laughs> you used to play that song so much. Like, so much. But listen to those two voices together. I do like, I do like, um, Andre 3000 a lot. So smooth, like it's so smooth. Andre 3000 remind me of my childhood too with that song. And the whole world yes. loves it. With me. <laughs> I didn't know the lyrics to that song either, but I swore I did. I love everything, that song. Everything you know, Rick Ross would be Maybach music. My mama, my Maybach music. And you like, oh, I hear it. What's that song? <laughs> you love Rick Ross because you like bald, you like bald head um guys. Well, that ain't why I like Rick Ross because his bald head is really not. I just like that, you know, here's a dude who looked like he's past rapping. But he rapped. When he came out. Like I was like, who is this old man looking, you know? And he's rapping, and he got he got a voice. I remember I went to Summer Jam, and the very first Summer Jam that ever happened in Cleveland. And that was like my summer before I started high school. And I was with Donette. You remember? And we went to Summer Jam, and it was Rick Ross there. And that's when that movie, that's when that song. He wasn't popular then, but that's when he came up with that song. I feel like Big Meech, Larry Hoover. (laughs) That was the very first Summer Jam I've ever went to. It was him, Trina, uh, somebody else. I can't remember, but them two was the ones I was there for. And I remember me and Donnie was about to leave when Rick Ross came out. <laughs> like he was like, "All right, that was enough." Because I was at, that was back when Summer Jam was at uh, the Pavilion. Was that uh, Nautica's Pavilion? Mm-hmm. And it don't be there no more. It be at the Washington Center now. Mm-hmm. Another song you definitely played out. It's my girl Beyonce. You already know what song. Oh my god! Because you don't like a lot of Beyonce songs. No, I don't. But that one. Me, myself, and I. It was so sultry. <laughs> I was like, girl, what are you talking about? And like, she was actually singing that time. Like, it wasn't all that yelling. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I love I love a good song, a Beyonce song, where she's actually singing. Like singing and I love it. A, she had the little 
little video with it and everything. Mm-hmm. She I has some see. attitude in there. That's when her yeah. attitude came out. Yeah, I liked Sasha it. Sasha Fierce. Yeah. She's and she had that, the bangs, the bangs was so fire on her. That's all you got in the end, though. That's, that's the message. Me, myself, and I, that's all I got in the end. Ain't done nothing else mine. She was sick of him. Yeah, well, <laughs> She was sick of him. And but whatever that, you sick of, listen to that. Yeah. Me, myself, and I, that make you feel good. Take it, all your pain away. Mm-hmm. But I, and I'm not, you know, like that love on top. I'm thinking, when is she going to stop trying to go higher? She going to pass out. Every time I, and every time I listen or hear that song, I listen like, she was really going high. She was really, like each time, you got my love on top. Ooh, 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 ooh. She was like, girl, she going to pass out. <laughs> I remember seeing her perform that and watching her dance as she was performing it. I'm like, yo, what is going on? Oh, like, whoo, her vocals is crazy. Like, whoo. It's another Beyonce song I like too, but I can't think of it right now. Besides me, myself, and I. It had to be an old one because you don't like none of her new yeah. stuff, really. It was somewhere around there, If I Was a Boy. It was one, I think. I would say, did you like that song, If I Was a Boy? No, yeah. <laughs> was it Ego? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember well, you liked a, Ego. It's a slow song like that. It was none of that. Besides the, you know, the one we was talking about, I need a soldier. Oh, yeah, you definitely like, like soldier. You definitely like soldier. I remember when um, Destiny's Child came back together and they put that album on. Remember I made you buy me that album? <laughs> Destiny Fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still Yes. <laughs> I that was not a waste of money. I played it out every day. <laughs> that was the first album I was so thirsty for my mother to buy me. That and the Carter Three. And then you yeah. made me buy the clean version. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you ain't get, no. Lil you ain't, Wayne. That Lil Wayne. I remember them was the first two albums you ever bought me. <laughs> Another song, we're going to take it back a little bit. Because I feel like I had no reason listening to this song as a kid. And I knew every lyric. And you played it every chance you got. I don't know if you woke up in this mood or what. But you played this song every chance you got. And you still play this song every chance you get. Practice what you preach. Barry by Barry White. You were scary him. His, his voice, voice was creepy. creepy. His voice was creepy. Yeah, but you gotta practice what you preach. You gotta, you gotta practice what you preach. You can't be out here saying something you ain't following. And he, and he, I mean, he was preaching on that. He had that deep baritone. Voice. He did. And I always say, if your if your mother is, is my around my age, because my mother is up there, because you know y'all mamas be like thirty. But if you have an older parent and your mother never played Barry White around you, I don't know. Cause practice, what you practice what you preach. I don't think I had any business listening to that song, but. It was an okay song. It was, it was okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, like, I've heard worse. I, mean, <laughs> I was listening to R. Kelly back then. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Oh, yeah. What's the R. Kelly song that you definitely played out? I don't know, but I remember to you. Me, any I, chance you got, you was playing that Light It Up uh, tour. Every chance yes. you got. And I used to come in your room like, you listen, you watching this again? You watching this again? <laughs> R. Kelly is not canceled to my mother. No, he's not. <laughs> I was uh, probably conceived to R. Kelly. 
my mother loves R. Kelly, and she will never cancel him. So if you, if you do with all that, I mean, you know, the music is here. What I'm gonna do? Stop listening to something I grew up on. I I grew in in adulthood on. No, R. Kelly go hard. R. Kelly go hard. Now, R. Kelly song, I do remember you you playing out, and I feel like, why were you listening to this? <laughs> that song, baby, wine for me. <laughs> you wine for was me. One of my ones. It wasn't, but you played it out, and why? <laughs> I mean, that probably was, you know, the, the, the mood of, you know, preparing for a party with Bunk's friends, and it was part of the playlist. Because somebody liked it. But it wasn't one of my favorites. And you played out that one song, uh, Happy People. Yeah, that's a nice song. Because, <laughs> you know, you get your step on. You know, I like that hand dancing groove type step, you know. I mean, TJ used to dance to when we was yeah. kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it ain't all about, you know, it ain't all about the sex. Daniel Jones was coming out. And, you know, it ain't always the sex with um, R. Kelly. For sure. That's just what he known for. Alright. It's a J. Cole song that you definitely played out. What? You really don't remember? No, I don't remember Nobody's that. perfect. Nobody's perfect. Hey. <laughs> <A. A. laughs> but you're perfect for me. You used to yell them lyrics. <laughs> you like she put he put Miss Yelly down here. <laughs> but you know, I didn't know that was J. Cole. To be honest, you didn't know that was J. Cole. No, I, I just liked it. I mean, once again, it's the lyrics. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. And you know, and you can you know you can get your bounce to it at the same time. Music is is what you make it. You get out of music what you want. Like when I listen to music, it's usually because I'm in the mood for a beat, a rap, a message, or something. I'm just used. To, I'm ready to sing because music ain't just you know R and B like we talking, a rap like we talking. It's gospel. It's everything. And then sometimes it's just jazz. You don't need yeah. lyrics. It's just all about a mood and where it takes you. I agree. So sometimes when that song came on, it, it probably was timely. Like somebody did something and I said, well, you know, ain't nobody perfect. So you could play that. You know, like Fabulous. You know, I like that song by Fabulous. Which one? You know that one I used to play all the time. I don't know the name of songs like that. Especially when they come from the Do it to me? No. Oh. It's a uh, breeze. Oh, yeah, you do like breeze. <laughs> you played that song out. <laughs> you used to be like, to the two, 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 and to the three. I'd be like, why is she listening to this song? <laughs> and then that beat was, that is a crazy beat. I need to look up who made that beat because that beat was insane. That was a crazy beat. That was a crazy beat. I used to that when I used to go to Planet Fitness with you. That was part of my workout. <laughs> uh, that is that could be a good workout yeah. song for real. <laughs> that could definitely be a good workout song. And then when he and then when you go hard, when he be like breathing that beat drop, and you on that bite, oh you be like breathe, you be getting it. <laughs> <sighs> that was a good one. Okay, now Ti, <gasps> you love Ti. Which I do not, but you love T.I. And there was this one song that you, well, it was a couple T.I. songs that you played a lot. But this one, if this song come on right now, I'm turning it because you played it way too much. 
You can have whatever you like. Yeah. You can have whatever you this like. This is like the other one we was just talking about with um at J. Cole. You didn't, you didn't know, you didn't know that. Oh, I'm about to say you didn't know that was T.I.? No, I knew that was T.I. <laughs> what I'm saying is that's the same message. Like, you don't let nothing hold you back. You ain't got to wait for nobody to give it to you, bring it to you, buy it for you, do it for you. You're like, you can have whatever you like. You can do it. Same same concept, but Ti go hard. Ti got a lot of messaging in his music too. Yeah. And then he do he did a song like he do songs with other people that I like. Like he do songs with Chris Brown. He did a song with Usher. You know he do songs with Rick Ross. He do songs. I believe mm-hmm. he did a song with Rick Ross. I'm not sure. I think he did. So yeah, Ti like that that song private show. <laughs> wow. Wow. You love Chris Brown. <laughs> I love Chris Brown. And then you put somebody on there like T.I. on the rap. Yeah, I like that. Neo with T.I. Don't get me started. <laughs> All right. We're going to take it on the little Sunday journey now. Because you used to wake up in the morning, play that music, and be like, all right, it's time to clean. And it was that one church song that I had no problem listening to. <laughs> it was a lot of those you liked. It was. But this one right here, I, pl- I added to my own little cleaning list now. <laughs> and I feel like every black person did at this point. Okay, but you, but you, you really like this song. <laughs> we lift our hands in the sanctuary. We lift our hands to give them the praise. Give them the glory. <laughs> Whatever. Praise, glory, all that. <laughs> yes, Lord, for the rest of our days. And we will praise him for the rest of our days. Okay. And then you think it's over and they come back? Like, yes. Yes. Yes, Lord, for the rest of our days. If you a black person and you don't know that song, then I don't know. Yeah. If you are religious or not, I feel like every black person knows that song. It's so it go hard, like it's uplifting, like you can. Yes, bow, you go hard. You know, and then you singing and you you giving thanks and praise to the Lord. Mhm. Mhm. Nice. That was a good song. And uh, remember, you you played out Stomp too. You played that every chance Kurt you got Franklin. too. That Kurt Franklin song, Stomp. Because it had a rap in it. Like I was amazed that a a, a Christian or a gospel song. <laughs> we got who was it? Salt. Salt and pepper. <laughs> that was like, a nice wow, little touch. This, this, this is amazing, Kirk, Kirk. I, and he just took off from there. Like even today, his music is still. Yeah, and you you good. you watched that versus battle too. You enjoyed that too, oh, didn't yes, you? Oh, that was everything. <laughs> he brought in Tamala Man and Marvin Sapp. Never could have made it. Mm-hmm. That and um, the bishop praying, praising, and praying in the beginning. Yeah, it was nice. I really like verses. I do so, too. I like verses too. I don't like the fact that people think it's a battle. I just like it's. A, At first, it was kind of like a battle, but after a while, it was like, nah, let's let's make this a general session. Well, I think session. when it was well, rappers, I think that's their whole mentality is battling. Mm-hmm. So now that we're not into the rap and we're just you know, you play yours, I play mine, and then. You know, your, Turns into your a jam song kind of remind me of my song that, you know, you talking about this. And I remember I had a song that talked about the same thing. So I think in the spirit of verses, I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. 
Me too. I like verses. Oh, and um, Alicia Keys and John Legend. That that was really good. Amazing. That was really good too. Talent. That was a lot of talent. Oh, I just remembered the, the Alicia Keys Unplugged album. You yes. played that a lot. I remember that song one time, and then Ambriel who started singing it. Remember, Ambriel came over a couple of times, and it was a song, and she had she did it in verses too. I can't think of what. Unbreakable. It was. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I remember Unbreakable. I had Ambriel singing. Ambriel was singing She's like, it. You're not listening to Unbreakable today. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was the other album you played a lot too with live music. Now, Alicia Keys Unplugged. Yes, I remember that. Moving on up like the Jeffersons. Yeah, mm-hmm. see that? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, like Kamara and Russell, make yes. it paper. Yep, I remember that. All right, this is going to be my last one because you played this song out so bad, Mom. So bad. And okay, you know you did. And <laughs> you know you did. And you know you did. Click that Kanye whistle. Kanye, Jay Z together (laughs) on click. Mm. I first of all, Kanye killed that verse. Yes, yes he did. He killed that verse. That beat beat is crazy. That beat is crazy. And Jay Z just does something where he just makes me want to go get some money. I don't know what it is. Jay-Z just put it in my head like, I ain't doing something right. Let me go get some money. He always be talking about flipping money, turn 162 to 25 and <laughs> the beat is nuts. And who was the rapper in the beginning? I can't remember. Uh, Big Sean. I do whatever. Yeah. Do whatever I it's say. Like I like Big Sean because he can ride anything. He ride anything. He can yes. ride anything. I love yes. that was that was that was a nice put together song. I'd say it, it kind of reminded me of in a way, just in a way. Since he was saying click when I grew up, we used to have a song called Friends. It's like he took it to a different level. Oh, friends. How many? How many of us? But we weren't talking about, you know, how we was balling and where we got and how we came and, right. you know, how where we came from nothing and now we got all this. I mean, it just shows you how time passes and music changes. For sure. But That's click, it. Was, click was it. You're right. <laughs> like, I still listen to that now. That's in my rotation in the car right now. <laughs> You used to love that song, and you and again, you got hip to it so late where it bothered me. But then it was like, okay, cool, I'm about to experience this all over again because I really like this song anyway. And that's at the time where you know Kanye started changing his style a little bit, started people, you know, started down a little bit. But I feel like he was still in his prime, mm-hmm. and he still was going. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, well, no, you got me hip to Kanye when you bought College Dropout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you like Shaka Khan. Mm-hmm. That's, your, mm-hmm. that's your little twin. Well, some people say. Some people say you some look like her. Some people say I look like Stephanie Mills, and other people say I look like Shaka Khan. Um, I kind of think I look like Sharon Dean. <laughs> I think you look like Sharon Dean, too, Mom. Yeah. Now, what is a song that you remember me playing all the time? 
Well, I don't remember like songs and titles, but I do remember like you, like I said, you were a Wale fan all the way to the end. Still, <laughs> still to this day. Still. So you still tell me about new stuff with with Wale. Um, oh yeah, he just dropped something new on, on Juneteenth. So mm-hmm. I'll have to um, And then you'll say, My, it's a new artist out that you probably would like. Okay, Keith, what's her name? What's his name? What's he do? So, you know, I never never remember the names because sometimes they don't stay around. And then That's I true. really don't have a, a Rolodex of songs that you may or may not, you know, still listen to or or I can remember what you told me um, to listen to, but they don't stay around. But I know J. Cole, Wale, Kendrick, back in the day, that was it. That was all you used to listen to. <laughs> that was the three I kept. Oh, and Drake. I feel like take care a lot. <laughs> yeah, but them, the, them three right there, they were, they were the go-to's. They were, they were. Every now and then, it might have been a little Wayne here and there, but mm-mm. who is this? Drake. Who is this? <laughs> Mine. We heard this the other day. It's Kendrick. Um. Oh. Okay, wait. I get Kendrick. They're different. They're Wale and Kendrick. No, that's Wale. Okay, I can't keep up. <laughs> So I would just have to sit down and listen to, you know, listen to the CDs myself and get an understanding. And then once I listen to them, I could tell which ones were which. Mm-hmm. For sure. It was good times, though. I'm glad you, um, if nothing else, you, you got that from me, the music. You know, everyone say, you just like your mother and all that. They don't know this aspect of me. People don't know, my friends do, but other people don't know. Um... I know the importance of when music. We get we both gave the computer aids with LimeWire. Well, you know, we graduated from that now. We music <laughs> Everybody, and house. people like saying, "Oh yeah, you gave the computer aid." No, my mom helped me. <laughs> it was just it was just a way to get music. It was, was too easy. It was too easy. Oh, let's get that. See if you can find it. <laughs> Sit down it. every time and be like, "Oh yeah." Let me find it on LimeWire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Used to get hip to songs from LimeWire. What's that? I don't know. Download it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sit there and burn CDs. Tell me about a song, and I'd be like, "That's a remake. They using somebody else's song. Someone so made that." And you'd be like, "For real?" And then I would find it or could remember what it was and say, "It is the same song." Mm-hmm. Like the other day, you were in the car with me, and you said, "Excuse me, was it Jay Z or somebody else?" The, the day you moved. Oh Jay Z, yeah. Um, that song you played, I forgot. But and it was like I was like, Oh yeah, for so long I knew that he sampled a song, but I never knew what song it was and it was that song, uh, Politics as Usual. Oh, yeah. No no no. Don't 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 Yeah. Same again. No no no. Yeah. And it was politics as usual. I don't know. We're going to figure that out. But, yeah, just, just everything just comes from coming, like, like even just, like, me, even when me and Justine was recording, we was like, oh, yeah, because I remember your mom told us about Mary J. Blige and how we want singing her right. And she used to have to tell us, you got to sing from the sing from the soul. You, yeah. you got to sing like you hurt. You got to <laughs> feel the words. You got to, you know, just, you can listen to it the first time and just say, okay, whatever. But, I mean, no matter, the song lyrics are everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Raheem Devon, I believe, made that song. Um, not to be explicit or anything about. Um, he sang that song, "I Miss Your Sex," 
And in it, he starts like the phone ringing and he calling the girl to tell her. Mm-hmm. And then you thinking he talking to her through the whole thing, but at the end, the phone's still ringing like she never answered. <laughs> I never heard. He went through the whole thing, what he missed, you know, from 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 the way she undressed to the to the way this happened and that happened and the sweat. And then you thinking like, dang, he pouring it out. Like I mean, you're expecting a female to come on the on the track mm-hmm. and say something. And then and then he said, I miss you. Like like he deflated. And then his voice fades away. And then oh, you yeah, hear the ring again. Then you hear the phone just still ringing. I'm like, Dad, he never, she never asked her. <laughs> I, mean, I remember. Um, that was my reaction when I first heard it. Yeah. I remember um, Avant, too, when you bought Private yeah. Room. Yeah. Just the whole, like. Yeah, keep you quiet. Mm-hmm. I can read your mind, mm. baby. I remember the day you bought that album. It was just so much, like, just so much of my childhood. And I just feel like I just took it on with me. I remember we used to go to FYE or we lived on the west side. Mm-hmm. What was that? It was the coconuts mm-hmm. <laughs> on the west side. Was that Farmer Town we used to go to? Farmer or something like that. Was it called Farmer Town? Something that? like that. Farmer Mall, whatever it was called. Yeah. But Farmer Town Mall. That's yeah, Farmer Town Mall. Ain't nothing in there, no. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a strip mall or something. But anyway, yeah. I'm always, I was always in a record store. Uh, remember, well, you probably don't remember this. I may have told you. When I was growing up and we was buying albums, the, you know, you open up the album and it would be, uh, you pull the album out and it would be enclosed in a piece of paper. And the paper would have every song on there and it would have all the, the lyrics. The lyrics, yeah, I remember that or too. Or then you could open the album real wide, like. like and it will be like a poster. Out, and it's a poster <laughs> back in the day, like Isaac Hayes. Uh, album covers will be that way. I mean, it was just music has always been a story, always been a enough. Everything changes, but music is a constant. It just keeps on evolving, and mm-hmm. I love that. It's always a message. Whatever the genre is, there's always a message in the music, and I live for that. I live for the next beat, a new beat. That makes sense. Can't wait till Will Donnie come out with something. <laughs> yeah, you got your favorites that you look out for for sure. For sure. For sure. Well, I thank you, mommy, for recording with me today and giving insight to your music world. And I'm here for you and for your records. <laughs> and for your records. This is episode eight. Thank you guys for listening again. Hey, y'all. Like always, thanks for always supporting the podcast. Don't forget to. Um, like and subscribe and rate and review and all of that good stuff and just you know keep spreading it word of mouth is still the best way social media keep sharing my posts and just all in all we growing and we going up from here i just wanted to share my friend ray's new song it's called moving like he has an um ep coming out soon called moving like as well just wanted to play a sample from what you guys can hear his instagram is raybun03 if you want to follow him and um hear some more of his music and get to know him more but here's just a sample of his song moving like and here you guys go
I'm bucking, you ain't ready From a patch in the ground You never heard of Hella murder Tuck your chain if you wanna eat dinner With your dukes, this is true Thank God for who I've become I want the road less travel Doesn't matter, my speed My throne shall remain I am king Moving like I'm supposed to and there you guys go it's a snippet of that as always, thank you guys for listening and tuning in. This is episode eight. Have so much things coming in the future for you guys. Stay tuned. And as always, thank you guys for listening. Bye.